you know, a lot of my listeners are men and they want to make women feel safe in sexual scenarios. It's important to them that women feel safe. It's important to them that women feel respected. It's important to them. episode of Dear Men. I am excited to have with me um, two intimacy coordinators. So Jen and Sarah Jane work in Los Angeles as intimacy coordinators, which we're going to hear more about. It's quite a unique position to hold. So welcome to the podcast. I'm really interested in hearing more about what you do. Um, Hi, this is Jen. This is Sarah Jane. Um, Thanks for having us, first of all. Um, And Uh, I guess maybe the easy way to explain intimacy coordinating is any kind of performance, whether it's live or whether it's film. Um, It's usually a sex scene, but it can be a scene that just offers some sort of level of intimacy that um, is maybe a little bit beyond what is casual. Um, And we can do a couple of things. Um, sometimes we're asked to just simply choreograph it because um, the physicality of it just really needs actual choreography. Or uh, for the most part, we're asked to be on set to just help um, the crew, the actors, everybody involved um, create an open line of communication so that those scenes that can get really awkward and vulnerable and maybe now in a post me too you know environment um sort of smell of some kind of abuse that we are just there to help create a line of communication so that everybody is happy and they do good work and they um are proud of what they're doing that day instead of feeling um like they've done something they shouldn't and also as a liaison to the director so that he can also get what he wants while providing the actor a safe space or feeling like they can say something if something becomes uncomfortable. This is so fascinating. I think, you know, most of us don't even think about sex scenes as um, being staged or that, that someone like this would be needed on set, but it makes a lot of sense that there would you would need to have someone that can help everyone feel safe and get what they need and be able to advocate for their needs without necessarily feeling like, oh, if I don't do this certain act in a certain way, I'm going to like fuck up the movie, but I'm actually, I actually don't feel good about it. Um, so I like what you said about keeping the lines of communication open. Um, I have a bunch of questions, but I would just briefly like to hear, how did you two get into this as a profession? Um, well, for me, um, Jennifer, I started as a dance choreographer and an actor. So I was kind of already working with a lot of bodies in a lot of um, varied situations and and understood very much the role of the actor. And as I 
progressed in my career, I just started looking for some other way to take my skill set and make it useful. And this uh, came up and then I started talking to Sarah Jane. And I, um, in a former life, was an acting coach for young kids to teens. And I burnt out from it for just this, like a lack of communication and where my role really was. And I became a personal trainer. So for 13 years, um, I've been a personal trainer working with all types of bodies and people in various places and stages in their lives. And so we got and, talking and decided we would do a little research. Yes. And there's no, we act as a team, which is um, part of what we think is important. And as we did the research, we started looking at what might be missing from that industry, what, what we might be able to bring to it, given our, our experiences. And, and then we um, started, started looking for work. When you say the industry, you mean the entertainment industry? Yes. And do you work on mainstream films primarily? Do you also work on porn sets? Uh, we have not do, uh, taken the dive into porn, <laughs> although I did just get a job offer for a play that involves BDSM and they want me to actually take a BDSM course um, just to understand like specifically what they're doing. But, um, but that's a play and not the real deal. Um, <laughs> so, um, but that's a good question because, um, uh, I've heard other people talk about how that might be necessary in that industry as well. So I don't think they've dived into intimacy coordinating yet, but no, but it could, could they be. probably need it. <laughs> so you work primarily with mainstream actors and models then yeah, and, and directors and, mm -hmm. you know, ADs and everyone in the industry. Can you say a little bit about like what like what do you do when you arrive on set? Who who are you talking to and how do you sort of introduce yourselves of like I'm, you know, fill in the blank and this is my role here. Um well that's actually one of the areas that we are looking to make some changes um in relationship to how that job is currently done. Um, a lot of intimacy coordinators will um, show up on set the day of, uh, and we're really interested in trying to build a relationship with the producers and writers long before we ever get there. And ideally, what I've done, what I did on my last job was I asked to meet with the actors in a separate situation um, when they're clothed, when they're not vulnerable. Um, and that way I get a chance to really see who they are when they're comfortable and happy. So I can kind of get a, a baseline for what, what, they, what, what they are like when, when everything is good. Yeah, we don't want to step in as what Jen likes to say, the sex police. We don't want to do that at all. We want to give the everyone, I don't... Uh, the way in to get the best performance they can get and feel really awesome about the outcome. 
Um, so it's so good to meet them on uh, terra firma before, clothe, look at them, talk to them, what they're nervous about, so that we don't just show up on the set and then that just makes the whole situation even more uncomfortable, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, like the only thing I can compare it to for somebody who's not in that business is like if, you know, you skip the whole dating process and you just show up at somebody's door naked um, and and you're like, okay, let's go. There's, you know, uh, times where that may work, but most often people usually need to get to know each other and, and you know, kind of get a feel for each other first before they dive in. And I don't think you'd ever hear many actors say, this is my favorite part of shooting a film or doing theater. It, there's always, you, you know, you're a character and you're living in that character's skin and bones and it feels so good because that's what you love about acting. And then suddenly you get to anything intimate and your own self appears Mm, and we we want to it's just there as fight or flight a little bit and also as looking down on yourself trying to really stay inside the character and yet you're you know you're it's your skin and you don't even have a costume on sometimes it's crazy so so that first meeting is super important and then um then when we get on set sets a whole different scenario um, it's usually a closed set, so there should be very few people involved in that scene. There's usually some one person in charge of the actor's robe. Oh, so that wait. Hey, Jenny, oh, you forgot something. No, you forgot something really good of yours. So we give, like, <laughs> these pictures of, like, kid oh, pictures yeah. and they of a body, like a flat body, and they get to circle. They don't even have to tell us. They can just circle places where they are uncomfortable and also write things down that make them uncomfortable. So if we're given the opportunity to help choreograph the scene, we can really, you know, you know, yeah, it's like when you wait, like when you go to a doctor, doctor's office and they give you that funny um, anatomy picture and you like put all the little check marks where you're having pain. Um, We kind of have a similar system where people can do that and, and, you know, really spell out for us any and all places. And it's not always like the places you think it's not always your boobs or, you know, your butt. Um, you know, if an actress is wearing fake hair, she might not want her hair touched. If an actor has a scar somewhere, he might be really sensitive about it. And, um, so all of those things, there's a lot of things that, that I think people take for granted, um, about a sex scene and kind of think that, oh, well, you just jump in bed and you just kind of figure it out. Um, that's actually the opposite. Everybody's usually super tense. Um, and this process kind of alleviates a lot of that unspoken tension by giving actors and directors a place, like literally a physical place in terms of the form to just sign off on what they need and what they don't want and what they do want. And then the ephemeral space, which is the conversation with Sarah Jane and I, um, and each other where, you know, we just really talk and, and see how much openness we can create before we dive into that day of shooting. This is great. It's, it sounds like a practice we should all do before sex. Like everybody gets a handout and you get to circle the parts of your body you feel self-conscious about. And you can talk about anything that you are like uncomfortable with, or you maybe don't want to do. Um, you know, they, 
there's a practice, I can't remember the name of it right now, but um, it's similar and it's for sexual scenarios between partners. But it feels like, um, like a lot of this is applicable or relevant to just regular people that are going into sexual scenarios, especially for the first time. And um, it's good to hear about how it can be done mindfully. And I'm curious, since you have worked with a whole bunch of actors and actresses, do you find any common themes between, especially between the genders? Like do men and women differ in what they're circling or what they're putting down on their forms as a general rule? Um, I think largely most actors don't enjoy doing sex scenes. So that's a common thread. Um, there are a few who do, but I would say most actors will tell you it's, it's so awkward and it's so technical. And at the same time, you have to be so vulnerable and you have to, you know, you can smell, you can, you can see and smell when somebody's faking an orgasm a lot of the time, especially when there's a camera right in that person's face um, and you're the audience and you're not turned on. So you've got nothing like sort of blocking your um, sort of judgment of, of a performance as opposed to being, you know, two real people having sex at the same time. Um, sometimes you can be so in it, you don't realize the other person might not be in it if you're not a, you know, sort of caring their person and you're on your own ride. And so I think for actors, the, the big common thing is, you know, this is the weirdest thing that they do in their job. And when it comes to checking body parts off, the, the similarities that I've, I've seen are, you know, people don't want their genitals touched, their, their vagina or their penis. Or, you know, if we're talking now, we have a whole world of transgender actors that we're talking about. So, you know, we, there's even more sensitivity because they may be in a part of their process of transitioning that, um, you know, uh, means that there's a lot of spaces that are sensitive to them right now. And so I would say, you know, below the belt is the most common area where people don't want to be touched. Um, and then everything else just runs the gamut. And then as the day progresses, sometimes things change. Um, sometimes an actor will decide, you know what, I feel really safe now. So now it's okay for somebody to touch me there. Yeah. Um, or, you know what, I'm really feeling like this scene doesn't warrant or it's not working. It's It's not not working. working. So now I don't want to be touched there. And you always have to be open to that change. And I think that a lot of times, um, women, well, you just, we were just talking about this Mm -hmm. before we came online with you is that it, they are just, we're just born to be pleasers and be quiet and suffer through for the West rest of the women coming after us. And, um, I, and that being good and well, you know, men are more likely to set the standard for what they want. Now, Actors maybe are a little bit different. Some actors mm-hmm. are very conscious of a woman um, in that space. But I think that most common uh, uh, along 
every line is a woman won't say she'll just buck up and like, I'm doing it for the cause and we'll close her eyes and run off the cliff and jump into the water. And the, the, the thing is, is that then the aftermath of that scene, what was produced from mm-hmm. that is then it's, it sucks. Like, yeah. I mean, that you is want common. them to be in the moment. Yeah. It's really, it is more common for, for female um, identified actresses to um, let somebody convince them to show a body part or get a body part touched. It's more common as the scene is progressing. Um, you know, uh, for, for a girl, for, for a female identified person to not stop if something's going wrong, because again, I think historically women are just sort of conditioned to kind of like, all right, well, it's going to be over in five minutes anyway. So I'll just let it keep going. Whereas male actors, male identified actors definitely have stronger lines in the sand. Um, and I think also culturally they have less to lose in terms of people's opinions about them when they're doing a sex scene for a guy, it's sexy for a girl. She could risk then the next day people saying, Oh, you're a slut or you're this or you're that just depending on how that sex scene was shot. So that dynamic is very common. And I think having the coordinator on board is helping to change that so that the women in particular have a place and a person they can go to where they can say, these are the strong boundaries I want. I need you to be the person to help me hold those boundaries. I'm really glad that we're talking about this. I think this is a really important subject that I want to highlight because this is, this shows up in my research as well. Uh, I do sex research. I'm a sex researcher and something that shows up frequently is women will talk about um, letting something happen that they didn't really want to have happen because it was easier than saying no. And she didn't want to, she didn't want to make him feel bad or she didn't want to be like, uh, make a fuss about it, or she didn't want to be problematic or troublesome. And so she grinned and bear and bore it basically. Like I'm just going to grin and bear it and it'll be fine. Um, and really it's not fine. And I think what you mentioned, you know, about the aftermath, I think that's something that is really worth talking about for a minute because I think that's something that's not necessarily very well understood is a woman, anyone that's in a sexual scenario, but let's focus on women for now. A woman might grin and bear it in the moment and then feel really shitty after. So there's the, almost this delayed response of there's what happens in the moment. And then there's the next hour, the next day, the next week where it's like a train wreck that just kind of like hits her or let's say she's the footage or something. And I'm curious in your situation, does that happen with you guys? Do you, you know, ever counsel people after, like, how do you handle that sort of delayed response? Um, because I think this is, this is very common. Well, I think having us there is helping to eliminate the delayed response, which is a great thing. Um, In terms of being, of talking to people after the most that we are able to offer professionally is that we 
there's a whole post-production after this. So we are able to take what's called a nudity rider, which is what the actor signs in the beginning with their manager, which is basically outlines what the sex scenes will be, what the nudity is, what the um, representation of this character slash actor will be in this film. And then when you go into post-production, which is the editing of it, we can then go back to that nudity writer, go to the edited piece of footage and say, hey, wait a minute, you guys promised you weren't going to show that nipple and, and it's in there. And I know the sheet slipped, but you called cut afterwards. The actress clearly identified in her nudity writer and with us that she wasn't happy with that. You guys have to find another shot that doesn't have her nipple in it. So in that way, we're able to be a backup for that actor or actress so that they don't have to have that residual I'm embarrassed um, effect so that it's it's never on them. The idea is that, you know, um, if, if you're in a situation, and it's funny, I had a great conversation with a friend of mine who's on a, a pretty big TV show um, that um, has a lot of queer characters in it. And um, she was saying, you know, there's there's just the one thing that the actors really need is they, they need that other person there to take the hit for them. Yeah. So they don't ever have to feel like the person who has to say no, if they don't, if they feel like their job is in jeopardy, yeah. if they feel like their person is in jeopardy, they like, we're the backup for that. Yeah. And like, imagine if you were on a date, wouldn't it be great to have a backup <laughs> of like the person who could say, you know what, like an hour ago, she said, no, she didn't want to do that. So I'm just stepping in and reminding everybody that word was no. Um, so that she can go home having not done something she regrets. Right. And also you have to, you have to think about this intimacy coordinator and in the whole picture, it's like, we're catching up to what has happened for years and years and years before. Right. So we have to also encourage people to use us. So um, that's why we're trying to be more active or try to get there maybe on a table read. So we're, in, we're, so they know who we are. They don't even have to talk to us, mm -hmm. but we're there. So that we're, we're, we're something that will always be there so that they can reach out. Yeah. And hopefully you don't need it, but it's there for yeah. that, that moment. But this where, is all really brand new. Yeah, it's super new. It's like maybe two years. Some, some producers, we've found some producers, even actors, don't even know that this exists. They don't oh, even yeah. know what it is. Like you'll, say, you'll say, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm um, starting to do this, and it's really awesome. And they're like, what the heck is that? <laughs> Should I read the text from that guy? that I got? Yeah, you should. Okay. So <laughs> Sarah Jane points out something really great. So I, um, was texting a very good friend of mine who is a huge producer of a big TV franchise. He's a director, a writer, producer. And he texted me. He's like, Hey, what's up? We haven't talked in a while. And I texted him saying, Oh, well, I got a new puppy. And also, um, you know, I just finished working on this, on this job as a, both a choreographer for a pole dance scene, but they also, you know, ended up hiring me as the intimacy coordinator. And then he texts me back. Well, naturally I now have questions since when does an intimacy 
Since when does intimacy require coordination? Isn't it better when it's all kind of sloppy? It's not synchronized swimming. I mean, unless you're into that. I mean, I'm not here to judge. And then he talks about my puppy for a minute. And then he says, God, I'm trying not to obsess over the phrase intimacy coordinator. I'm failing. Um, it's fine. Maybe I should just get a puppy. Any thoughts you have on any of the above would be great. Um, and that right there, here's a guy who's been in the business for over 20 years. He's a huge producer. He is a huge writer. He's a huge director on a show that has a lot of sex scenes in it. And he doesn't know what an intimacy coordinator is. And he's one of the good guys. I just want to say that. He's, he, his, his text about not understanding how sex needs to be coordinated on film was silly, but this is one of the good guys. And if this is one of the good guys, you can only imagine like what some of the other people who aren't so aware are thinking and or not thinking about how important it is to have somebody on set to just be there and help wherever help is needed in regards to that particular situation. Well, I'm so glad that you're doing the work that you're doing because I couldn't agree more that it's, it's really needed. And I'm glad that you're able to kind of introduce it to people like that. Um, I want to, I want to shift a little bit into how you coach the actual two actors. So let's say it's a man and woman sex scene. Um, you know, a lot of my listeners are men and they want to make women feel safe in sexual scenarios. It's important to them that women feel safe. It's important to them that women feel respected. It's important to them that women feel comfortable, open, things like that. Do you do any coaching for men around how to help the woman feel safe in those scenarios or are you mostly coordinating with them separately? Uh, we coordinate with everybody together. Um, and it really comes down to open communication, um, and being compassionate and respectful and asking a person if it's okay to, to touch them like this. Um, I worked with, uh, one actor and actress and the director, um, like kept grabbing one of the actors to show the other actress how to touch this guy. And I ended up having to step in and saying, I just need to remind you, you need to ask the actor if it's okay to, to demonstrate this like this with him, just ask him if it's okay. And he'll let you know if it is or it isn't. And nine times out of 10, it, it is. is nine times out of 10. It is. It's just, are you assuming that you can manhandle a person or are you just checking in first? What's really important that nine times out of 10, an actor wants to make the, I'm just going to say actress here, even though we call everybody actors now, the actor wants to make the actress feel comfortable because it in turn makes him look good and feel comfortable then that equals a very sexy scene. That is the end. That's what everybody wants. Everybody wants a sexy, beautiful scene or intimate, soft scene, whatever it is, they are, are looking at the same thing. So if you're making the other person comfortable, um, that's going to happen. Let, let, let me break it down another way. So we break it down to 
be like you choreograph a fight scene, right? You would choreograph the sex scene, step one, step two, step three, step four, all leading up. But then as an actor, when you're in it, you want them both to be comfortable so they can let go and let everything that happens in between the step one, two, three, four, and the stuff that happens in between that communication is what makes things sexy, what progresses the story forward, what progresses the character for forward. So I think that nine times out of 10, that an actor wants to know how to make the other one feel better. Mm -hmm. And that is just listening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It really comes down to that communicating and listening. So that you're free and you don't have to think. Yeah. When you're in the moment, you can just do, and you're not completely terrified and looking down at yourself and it's so yucky, but you can actually be in the moment, which Mm -hmm. is, which is your job and why you do it. Yeah. I'm curious when you talk to actors who've done a few sex scenes, is there a difference between people who've done it before? Are they like, does it get easier over time for them? Cause I, what I'm hearing is this is actually one of the most stressful parts of the job for a lot of actors. I also just want to say, uh, you mentioned it, but I just want to say the trend in the entertainment industry has been to call everyone woman or man an actor. So if it's been a little confusing in our conversation, that's why that's been the trend. And so for saying the word actor, sometimes we mean a female identified person and sometimes we mean a male identified person. So I just wanted to name that. Um, but yeah, can you say a little bit more about the, uh, like, does it get easier for actors over time? No, it never gets easier. (laughs) Never, never, never. And because you're always changing, right? Your body's changing. Mm -hmm. You might've just had a baby. You might've just been married. You might've just broken up with someone. It's ugh. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, you, you know, there's all, and you know, as, as, as human bodies, you know, it's, I, I had a joke with Sarah Jane that like, you know, sometimes we, we should come up with funny hashtags, like what if I fart? And I mean, you know, the body does things, even though you're acting, um, people fart, people burp, people just ate lunch. Cause you just came back from craft services. Yeah. Um, you know, there's all these other things. I mean, that the scene is just, it's, it's always like stepping into a room with a new lover. The director is different. The producer is different. The script is different. So it can, it, you, you develop ways of handling it, but it never gets easier. Okay, I'm going to say something yes. that could be controversial. Okay, I'm just, it. you know, sometimes like the violent ones mm. and are even easier. And that's, it's because there is a purpose, right? Well, also, and you're, you're, you're fighting it. Oh, yeah, you're fighting you're it. fighting it, so there's a stunt coordinator right. involved. So that That's adds true. another That's layer true. of help. That's true. Um, and also, there's an element of humor. Mm-hmm. And that's, and it makes, it makes it better. So the, the, our goal, like when we're talking about intimate scenes, mm-hmm. beautiful scenes, yeah. making a pretty scene, make a, that makes sense in the story is that how can we 
bring humor and bring mm-hmm. just just a letting go can you let go yeah and and if you can do that then it's quote unquote easier but the road to getting there i think is always bumpy and slightly uncharted each time i think that most actors are wanting to make each other comfortable um and i think it's the outside eyes mm-hmm. and ears that make it uncomfortable. Sure. Well, it's weird. I mean, you're, it's really weird. You're having fake sex in front of a room full of people that then your parents might view later on, (laughs) a week later. God, that's really true when you put it like that. I mean, I think again, those of us that watch sex scenes rarely think about like, wow, that camera was right in her face. Like to get that shot, like that was, that was right up in her face. Like how, how can you, how can you let go when there's so many it's just, it's a public event, basically, even if it's a closed set, you know, there's multiple people in the room. And for a woman, many of those people are men. I've worked on sets. I've been in the entertainment industry and almost the entire crew is men. It's usually all of the gaffers. Like it's like a lot of men on set and then, you know, you. So I want to come back to something before we wrap, because I thought this was really important. You mentioned changing boundaries. So Sometimes an actor might start a scene saying, here are my boundaries. I don't want any touch below the waist. Let's just start. Let's just do that. Like, I don't want any touch below the waist. And then as the scene progresses, as the day progresses, let's say it's a woman, she starts to feel more comfortable. And she says, actually, now I feel safe being touched below the waist. And I think it's going to make the scene more real. Um, can we, can we go to that? Can you say a little bit more? Because I think um, sexual boundaries are so hard to do in real life. And I think that especially knowing that they can shift in either direction can maybe help people feel more safe setting them because they can shift in either, either way. I felt safe doing this before. Now I don't want to, or I didn't feel safe doing this before. Now I want to. Um, yeah, I, I think that we encourage that first and foremost, like go all the way with what you don't want and what you do want, knowing that if we can work it and choreograph it or help the choreographer or the director get to a space where there could even be more openness and, and make a safer or a or something that is a little bit more outside your boundaries. And then you might leave feeling awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of our motto is that, you know, we just want everyone to go home feeling really proud of what they did that day. Um, Nobody should ever take a walk of shame off of a set. And so if that means we're going to make changes, if that means I have to call your manager and say, you know what, we have to rewrite the nudity writer because she changed something that she's contractually obligated to. Um, You know, can you, can you email us something now so that everybody's on the same page? Or if it's, you know, kind of a a loose set where, you know, um, things are not so contractually uh, written that, that, you know, we all are in agreement of what the change is whichever direction it is, whether it's less clothes or more clothes, less touching, more touching, that we all support each other to make a great scene and go home happy. I also think it's really important for us to make clear that we're on the back end of something that, that should have been happening a long time ago. My gosh, how much do we they, we say that nowadays? Mm-hmm. We say that so much, but some of these closed sets 
oh, weren't, weren't that closed. And so we are really there to make sure this is a closed set and no one else is allowed in mm-hmm. um, because it's so important. That, yeah, that's that, part of the safety. That's part of what will allow an actor to say, you know what, the scene really needs this. So I'm going to go this direction. Yeah, and the intimacy coordinator is, it's, it's brand new and we're catching up and it's ever changing. And that's why I think it's really good to allow people to change in the moment if they want to. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think the um, important thing too is, you know, cause there are a lot of men listening that have sex with women. And I just want to say that it really helps me. I can speak for myself when the man leads some of these kinds of discussions, like I want to make sure that we have an awesome time tonight and that you feel safe every step of the way. I want to make sure that we feel awesome about tonight and anything that you want to share with me beforehand, I'd love to hear. Or, hey, I just want to check in, like, how are you doing? Because, for example, if you're making out with someone or you're having a sexual encounter and she's, she's closing her legs, like, that's an indication maybe she probably doesn't want to go further. And honoring that is really important And I think it's also okay to say like, hey, is there anything that you need me to know or you want me to know? Because she might have her period, for example, and she might be uncomfortable about telling you that. And if you ask, you might get a little more information and it might bring you closer. Thank you for telling me is always a good one to say in bed anytime she raises anything. But I guess I just want to empower all of the men listening. Like you can be huge advocates for your partners in bed just by listening and taking the initiative and saying, like, I always want to know if there's anything you want to tell me about sex or sexuality or anything. I'm here. I'm listening. I want to know. And I think that kind of is part of what you guys embody on set is a person saying, I want to know what your boundaries are. I'm giving you this sheet of paper so that you can feel empowered to say, here's what I want to do. And here's what I don't want to do so that they have an actual advocate for them that they can say, I'm feeling a little weird. Can we talk about it? And that you're there. And I think in, you know, regular sexual scenarios, we don't have intimacy coordinators, although wouldn't it be awesome if we did? Um, But I guess I just wanted to say that explicitly for all the men listening and also to acknowledge you two for the work that you're doing, because I feel like you're kind of role modeling in a way, healthy sexual boundaries on set. And I imagine that other people learn as well, not just the actors that are involved, but kind of everyone of like, oh yeah, this is something we should be mindful of. And oh yeah, I should ask before I grab someone. <laughs> like, is it okay if I guide your hand to show you this? Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and to have fun. I mean, yeah. and to feel really good about what you're doing. Cool. So as we start to wrap up, I'm just wondering like, where can people find you if they are in the entertainment industry? Where can they find you? I know I have some listeners that are, and I'd love to kind of get the word out about this. It feels like an important part, like you said, of, of kind of filling in a gap that hasn't been filled in for the entire history of entertainment. Um, well, we do have a website called intimatesomatics.com. I-N-T-I-M-A-T-E-S-O-M-A-T-I-C-S.com. Great. And um, as we are wrapping up here, I'm wondering, is there anything that you would like to leave, leave the listeners with in terms of advice about, I don't know, being comfortable 
and making your partner feel comfortable in an intimate setting. I, for, for me, Jennifer, to me, it's always about um, compassionate communication and, and really trying to put yourself in the other person's shoes. Um, to me, that in a, whether it's a stage circumstance or whether it's, you know, real life um, sex, like for me, that that seems to always work um, towards having a good time with someone or a, a time where you're not having a misunderstanding or a regret. And um, this is Sarah Jane. For me, it's always been to be in the moment with someone, you know, to be with them, not to that 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 was a kid that just said hi mom <laughs> um that was you know i found that my best experiences in life is when i was truly trying to be with someone and um i got more for myself mm i love that like deep presence mhm perfect well, thanks for being on. I really appreciate it. And I deep bow to you for the work that you do on set and offset, but particularly <laughs> on set. I really, really believe in what you're doing. I think it's really important. Thank you so much for having us and talking about it. Thanks a lot. That was fun. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Just again, a quick note. If you're interested in the course, you can find it at pleaseherinbed.com www.pleaseherinbed.com or at my site, melaniecurtain.com under courses and have a very sexy day. <laughs>